Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And bearing in mind last week's was very much influenced by the colour blue again, um, as seems to be uh, the case when we get to the second week of a month, then this week's probably should have been influenced by the fact that it was red and that, you know, would, would be an angry kind of week. But bearing in mind everything that's been going on, I kind of made a decision on Monday that I probably would try and focus on things uh, that were a little bit, you know, more playful or irreverent this week because it became evident very early that it was going to be a week of news that was going to be um, quite troublesome. So um, this week is 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 about stuff. It's about things that have made me smile or made me me laugh and um, you know or have amused me. Um, and it's amazing that when you start down that particular rabbit hole, you seem to just find more and more. So some weeks I really struggle. Um, for stuff, but this week I've actually had no problem at all, and most of it, to be honest, is fluffy and nonsensical. Um, but you'll we'll get to it, and we'll get to it after this bit of guitar. <laughs> I've been suffering with a head cold, um, and I think it's all part of the kids having gone back to school. So they've gone back to school, and both of them managed to be ill um, virtually straight away. And they both brought that that cold back, which is the kind of thing that, um, if you're a parent, you know is the thing that happens at the start of terms. Um, you know, you have six weeks off. Six weeks off. Um, obviously, it's been a lot longer this time, but you have six weeks away, and you know, and then suddenly they go back, and everybody's subject to a load of of bugs and what have you, and consequently, in the first week or so, everybody gets a little bit of a sniffle or a little bit of something. And the kids have both ended up with 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 a cold, and I've picked it up, so you know, it went through from the youngest to the eldest to me. Um, and, and I know it's a head cold because I know what a head cold's like and it's all phlegmy and horrible and it is just, it is just what it is. Um, and it's been interesting today because I've had to, uh, it's been podcast recording day for the Steve Hogarth podcast today. So I was, I was, you know, recording that knowing that I didn't sound like me at all, that I sounded sort of, um, you know, a little bit like this, uh, my voice has warmed up a little bit, but sounding sort of, uh, you know, down the register and what have you. Um, and the, it, it presents two interesting challenges in a, in a kind of a, a, a post-COVID world. I suppose it's not a post-COVID world, but in a, in a, in a, in a kind of a COVID world. Uh, a head cold uh, presents the big challenge, which is that you're so self-conscious wherever you go because you're conscious if you cough um, and you're conscious if you sneeze. Now, at the beginning... Sneezing was part of the thing, so sneezing was something that was you were very, very conscious of. Now, now we've kind of gone to temperature, persistent cough, and you know, loss of uh, of sense of taste or or smell. Then actually, sneezing's not being talked about as much, but but at the beginning, it was very much sneezing. So I've still got this kind of thing going on that um, I I'm I'm very cautious and conscious about if I do cough or if I do sniffle or if I do I do sort of sneeze so having a head cold now is kind of problematic because you know you've got a head cold you know that's what's wrong with you um but you have it's that moment of thinking that everybody's looking at you because you might cough once 
Um, so certainly in a COVID sense, having a head cold is now more difficult than it than it kind of used to be. You see, it still involves all the things that it evolved but now it involves the added complication of, of of trying not to cough and of course the big problem is if you try not to cough then you cough um you know and there's no and there's no real way around it i guess um what is interesting um and this is a kind of phenomena that's crept up on me over the course of the last year or so or a couple of years um has been that i've seen to it seems to be a situation now when i when i blow my nose um, apologies for this, you know, it's a little bit personal, but when I blow my nose, my eyes now water and they never used to. And I chatted to my wife about this and she's got the same phenomena that when she has a cold and blows her nose now, her eyes water, um, you know, and I don't, so I don't quite know where that, where in the evolutionary scale did that one come from? What has happened or changed that meant, that means now that when, you know, when I when I when I blow my nose, my my eyes water. So if anybody can answer me that, I'd be I'd be you know highly appreciative uh, of of that. The fact is that the head cold was that the horrible bit that the bunged up and not being able to breathe, bit not being able to sleep, that's gone. So now I'm just left with the kind of the the detritus that you know that you end up with. So it's absolutely fine, and it is what it is, and you know it's not stopped me getting out for a walk, getting out for a run of those kind of things. So uh, it 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 just could be a lot worse. <laughs> I'm going to stop and pat myself on the back. Um, and it's not its not me, by the way. I shouldn't really be patting myself on the back because actually it's got very, very little to do with me. But it is an achievement and I have been part of it and I want to, and I, and I want to take a moment just to, to share it. Um, you're aware that I do all the podcasts and I mention this, um, you know, fairly regularly and I'm involved uh, in a podcast called 9 to 42 with Jason Hunt, which is a guitar-based podcast. Uh, I'm involved in a podcast along Bram with with a, a, a very good friend of mine called Deborah Ogden. And uh, I'm involved in a podcast called The Corona Diaries with a guy called Steve Hogarth, who is the lead singer of my favourite band, which is a band called Marillion. And if you're of a certain age, you'll know who they are. The Steve Hogarth podcast was the one that always um, that, that, that gained an audience very quickly. Um, because uh, they have a loyal following, and um, you know, and and we managed to pull in a an audience, you know, literally from from the first episode onwards. That podcast has gone through a um, hundred thousand downloads today, and that that is a milestone probably worth recognizing. Um, in, in essence, it's gone through uh, it's gone through a lot more because we have a. The way it works, we have a, 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 a. There's a lot of people who listen to that um, via the Patreon platform because we have a, um, a, a a patron based audience as well. So every week, you know, there's a hardcore of people who listen to that and they get it through a different a different platform. So it's a little bit involved in terms of how it actually works. But the fact of the matter is that that actually we went through the number a little while ago. But to see it written down. You know, to see it on screen as a report on the the main platform that, that that we use, which is, and the way a podcast works is you you use a hosting platform. So I use one called Captivate, and um, and that pushes the podcast to Google and to Spotify and to Apple and to all those other po- podcast players. So you might listen to it on on Apple or what have you, but you know these things are posted in one place and then they're distributed uh, around. 
uh, through things called RSS feeds. So what Captivate is then able to do is to, to get all those numbers from all those different places and give you a single figure of, of, of how many people have downloaded the podcast. And so when, when that number went over into six digits, that, that, was, that was, I felt like a real moment of kind of validation, really. And, and, and as I said at the beginning, it's not, it's not me because I'm not the person that the people are coming to the podcast to listen to it for. They, they come to listen to Steve and, and that's, absolutely, that's absolutely fine. And that was, you know, that was always part of the plan. But to be part of creating something that's gone on to do that is, is really quite special and uh and and it did stop me you know today and make me think wow there's you know that's that's a thing worth that's a thing worth thinking about and that's a thing worth taking a moment just to you know just to just to congratulate yourself on so um so yeah i thought i'd i thought i'd mention it and i'm 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 proper chuffed wednesday I don't know what makes the human body able to do things like this. I don't know what makes the mind work in this way. But I've woken up three times this week in the middle of the night, and every single time I've woken up, I've woken up at 3.54. Now, it's probably the same part of the brain that wakes you up five minutes before your alarm is due to go off. But the point is, I don't know how that works. I've got a relatively good... um, in a timepiece in terms of the fact that I normally know within about five or ten minutes I know what the time is um it's you know it's 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 rare that I I find myself being you know an hour or two hours or whatever it is out I've got a reasonable idea of what the, the the time is but to be to wake up at a time and then wake up two more times within a space of about four or five days at at the same time every morning I don't quite know how that I don't quite know how that works um now it could be bladder related except that it wasn't um because it wasn't I wasn't woken up you know just because I've hit that age and I need to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night it was just waking up at that time rolling over and seeing the clock and seeing that it was the same time each time that it it happened um, and I haven't got much more to say about that than the or, or, or the phenomena than that. I, I can't read any more into it. Um, I can't have planned it. I don't know how in my head I could make myself wake up at three fifty four. So maybe it is just pure, pure coincidence. But I have woken up at three fifty four three times out of the past five days. Um, so if anybody can shed any light on it, I'd be really interested and intrigued because i am interested and intrigued as to why as to why it would happen um and there's certainly the time it it, it was a little bit like it it felt a bit like that moment in groundhog day where you know it rolls over and it's you know it's the same day starting again and and it did feel a little a little bit like a groundhog day moment when it happened the you know the third time um but yeah no, nothing else to throw into into it other than it's happened. I don't know why it's happened. I don't know how it's happened. Uh, but I would be quite interested to find out. Thursday. 
I've probably mentioned this, but I've started doing things, having never used Facebook for years, I've started doing things with Facebook. And it's mainly been because of the podcast side of things, because it's been a, a great way of keeping in touch with um, audiences for the different podcasts. And, um, and of course, there's that Facebook black hole that you get dragged into um, where you start to find yourself checking it fairly regularly and then of course you're being presented with things on there and your day is being disrupted with things that are on there and I try not to to you know to get caught and I try to just keep it to you know five or ten minutes as and when I look but there are times when you find yourself getting distracted by some stuff um and of the things that I've I've got distracted with you know there's been quite a lot of uh, clips of the fast show on there there seems to be something that keeps recurring in my feed about the fast show which is great it's great to see a fast show sketch or clip which is fantastic and there's been quite a few graham norton things on there which have actually been really really funny as well i'm not i can't say i'm a huge graham norton fan but there's there's kind of a they seem to be pushing that and that was quite that was quite good um the thing that got me today though and really got me um was a clip of the red army choir so if you imagine that traditional Russian kind of Red Army thing, those kind of dark green khaki type uniforms they have, and those really big hats. So you'd got the you'd got the great and the good from the Red Army. They're kind of the you know they they have a choir, and and it, and it was the Red Army choir sings Sex Bomb, um, you know, and so we've we've got the Tom Jones track. And there's there's the Red Army Choir doing Sex Bomb. Now, the first time you see it, the first few seconds, you think, oh, this is one of those clever mashups where somebody's taken, you know, taken a, a piece of video and, and, and bolted on the audio and it just happens to sync very well. And they've been very clever about how they've synced it and it's worked out. They maybe slowed the video down or what have you and it's worked out really well. And it becomes evident actually about 20 or 30 seconds in that it's, that's not what it is, that this actually is the Red Army Choir doing Sex bomb, and um, and it's just it's it's just a moment of pure pleasure. It 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 really is. It's 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 everything you think about in those kind of you know those Hollywood films where they portray uh, the Red Army and be it you know whatever be it Hunt for Red October or Die Hard or whatever it is where somebody goes up against the Russian army and it's the Russian army portrayed as you expect them to be. It's those guys. Singing sex bomb. Um, now, as it turns out, it isn't actually the the, the Russian the, the Red Army Choir. I think it's the police choir or something. But it's still the uniforms are still very sort of um, you know similar to the ones that you're used to seeing. And the clip is just is just marvelous. It's just two minutes worth of escapist you know nonsense. And there's a wonderful bit of uh, of of you know truly fantastic. Uh, you know, solo dance work in the in at about one and a half minutes in. Um, so I'll I'll put the link on the show notes and and if you do nothing else after you've listened to this podcast and you have two minutes to spare, then watch this video clip because it will make you smile. And bearing in mind the week that we're all having, um, we need to smile. So I'm I'm putting that forward as my contribution for today because it just stopped me in my tracks and gave me some kind of hope that everything will be all right in the end. Friday. The thing that I'm going to talk about today didn't happen today. 
Um, but I wanted to talk about it today. I wanted to talk about it on on Friday. Um, and I said in the intro that um, that it, it's one of those weeks that could have gone any number of directions. And I could have got really quite wound up about a number of things this week. Um, you know, and the 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 level of uncertainty there is with everything that's going on with regard to the you know to the covid pandemic and a few other things floating around the outside i could have got really quite wound up about a few things this week um you know particularly with my football team losing on monday night that could have set the the whole tone for the week but i i made the decision no it wasn't going to and i was going to look in different directions and try and either find positives or just find irrelevances or just things that 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 made me smile I happened to um, come across a uh, website called Chocolate Slam. Now, Chocolate Slam as a website is historic. It's it's not been, you know, I don't think anybody's kept on top of it for a while, but it's still there. It's still being hosted. You can still go to it. And, and what's great about it is still visible, even though the guys that did it and did an incredible job of it, um, you know, aren't, aren't keeping it going or haven't really added to it. Uh, and I don't quite know what it, it came up in in a conversation. I don't quite know. I was having I was on a Zoom call with somebody, and for whatever reason, we started talking about um, gold bars, um, the McVitie's bar that's kind of got the caramel type of chocolate around it. And we, and and for whatever reason, we were trying to find out when a gold bar came out. When actually that that became a thing, because I happened to mention that gold bars were something that had come out in my lifetime they were one of the things that came out when i was a kid so at some point in the sort of 80s or what have you gold bars appeared and we were trying to find we were trying to find that information and and it started off by going to the mcvitie's website which is interesting but didn't give us enough information and then we end, i ended up after some googling finding this web website called gold uh, called chocolate slam now here's the thing about uh, chocolate slam so chocolate slam is about drinking a warm drink um probably you know in most instances tea through a biscuit so the idea is you take a biscuit like a gold bar or a penguin or something like that. You bite off each corner or two, one, one corner at each end. You dunk it into the drink and then you you suck the drink up through the biscuit. Um, and what was amazing was that the gold bar is... Um, is, is as it says here, possibly one of the most delicious bars to drink a hot drink through. The thick caramel-type chocolate holds its shape even when the biscuit is thoroughly moist. The biscuit retains some of its crunchy elements even when drenched. Oh my God, kill me now, it's amazing. The flavour, hit and texture of the melted, multi-white chocolate with a residual crunch is something that simply has to be experienced firsthand. It's very sickly. Multiple slams not recommended, but an intense hit that stays with you for a while afterwards. And I had no idea. I had no idea. I've always liked a gold biscuit. I had no idea that slamming was a thing. So it's worth treating yourself to go to chocolateslam.com because it's just a great little website and 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 it, and, and a moment of pure genius. If I'm if I'm being honest, what I really like was the was the introductions. So a gold bar is introduced thus. A big-time childhood lunchbox favourite, 
On the playground black market, a trade for a gold bar was always worth at least two wagon wheels or an orange club with a Jaffa cake to sweeten the deal. What a great sentence that is. What a gr- The whole concept of the playground black market trade on things that were in your lunchbox and a gold was worth at least two wagon wheels or an orange club with a Jaffa cake to sweeten the deal. That's just brilliant. I'm still smiling. I've been smiling about that since I discovered it this week and I'm still smiling about it now. Um, and it goes on to say, surprisingly, the gold bar doesn't have its own Wikipedia page, even though it's a bar of great status. Please, can someone sort this out? So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stake the claim for a, I'm going to stake the claim for a, a Wikipedia page for a gold bar. I think that absolutely has to happen. And I'm also going to put a link on, but direct you all towards chocolateslam.com because the the attention to detail in the little bits of text and the way it's put together it's a huge shame this thing didn't go on and maybe we ought to try and find a way of getting in touch with the guys who did it to see if we can't expand and broaden it because it's really really as a simple little thing goes it's just that thing that again really makes you feel like there's some point in it all and there's hope there's hope for the future so chocolateslam.com uh, ladies and gents, is the uh, is the future as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and thank you very much to the guys who did it and and the positive impact it's it's had on my week. And there we have it. There we have uh, t- uh, you know therapy for me for, the, for this week. And we've we've managed not to to, to dwell on anything that 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 there's negative. Um, that's not saying that it's not going to happen next week. But I just thought I'd try and break that whole wink week being linked to the colour. So it's not been an angry week, quite the reverse. And on that note, I'm going to have another glass of wine. Uh, I'm going to wish you a very pleasant weekend and I'll talk to you next week. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories.